Welcome to Piercing the Veil on BBSRadio.com, a show for truth seekers and rebels. Join us every week as we obliterate willful ignorance, corruption, globalist agendas, and more. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific, and listen carefully as we provide crucial solutions, information awareness, and unique life hacks to improve our planet. Pierce the veil, and the truth will reveal itself. All right. Greetings, world. Welcome back to another episode of Piercing the Veil. It's April 29th, 2018. I hope you're having a great day so far. And for those of you who don't have a 9 to 5, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, those of you that do, uh, perhaps you can maybe shift into another part of your life where that's not required uh, because it definitely will not make you uh, rich and it will drain your life. Uh, eventually, you're going to be old wishing that you hadn't chased, you know, security and money and all these things that uh, some of the controllers on this planet are using opportunistically to keep a lot of us down. So the reason I started right off the bat with that is because I feel it's very important for people to escape the bounds and the prison of uh, what is deemed or termed normal day-to-day life or paying, uh, living paycheck to paycheck or paying bills first instead of paying yourself. And I know this sounds... Uh, easier said than done, but there are some steps that you can take which are extremely scary and might require you making some sacrifices for a few months. But if you can take these steps, you'll be well on your way to empowering yourself to be fully free and have the ability to express yourself in whatever talent or um, or contribution it is that you have to bring to this world during your short, short, brief life on this planet. Okay, I know for certain that I want to make a change. And I'm also realistic and I'm balanced, so I understand that that change is more than likely going to come about uh, from acquiring a whole shit ton of currency or some sort of medium of value that I can then um, leverage my power and and help uh, ease the suffering, reduce the suffering in this world and teach people a better way. There's a lot of people like myself that are trying to do this and a lot of them are trying to, I've mentioned this before in a past show, a lot of them are trying to tie in their ability to make a living with their ability to change the world. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, people on YouTube needing uh, donations for Patreon and stuff like that, but at the same time they can't fully express themselves and be themselves and say what they need to say fully uh, for fear of losing monetary uh, income or subscribers or so on and so forth. Okay. So that's really what our show is about. If you haven't listened before, we'll welcome first-timers. Um, it's just a pretty small show. We have a lot of people who download the podcast after the fact. A few people that listen live. If you're one of those people, thank you so much. I'm going to give out the call-in number today. Uh, you might notice that Corey's not here. It's just going to be me today. No guest, no co-host. Uh, he's doing some important stuff and needs some space uh, this Sunday. So I'm just going to cover and, and go over a few current events and take some callers if we have any. Okay, so the number to call is 888-429-5471. That's going to be station two. And let's just kick off this show by talking about a few of the current events. I'm going to do my best to give you an analysis or perspective that you might uh, not find anywhere else, just based on my uh, preconceived knowledge of what's really happening in the world. Um, Just starting off with some of the big things that I see occurring in in Hollywood, uh, you know, a couple of months ago we had all the sex scandals, and now what we have is a couple different people breaking out of the mold. Uh, for some reason, I guess their handlers are not in control anymore, or they've been converted or approached and liberated. Uh, people like Kanye West, uh, obviously, is not none of us are perfect, but uh, he's starting to inch towards red pilling and starting to drop a few things here and there, and he's catching an enormous amount of flack for it. People are going crazy with the memes, and you know I actually appreciate that uh, sort of a comical perspective. Um, so that's happening. He's dropping a lot of red pills. I think he's missing the bigger picture, guys. He's missing a little bit of the bigger picture, um, or maybe he's just afraid to uh, tweet that as of yet. When he starts talking about chemtrails and GMOs and uh, Gwen towers, which are towers that you know can control your brain and kill people, give them an an- aneurysm. You know, from up to two miles away, uh, you know, implant thoughts in your brain and so on and so forth. 
when he starts talking about those types of things, then I'll really believe that the channel of communications has fully been opened, right? Uh, previously, up until now, anybody who's tried to speak out has been silenced, either brutally or with uh, shame tactics or, you know, false scandals or allegations, so on and so forth. So that's happening in the entertainment uh, arena, and you can really see the media getting very, I wouldn't call it desperate, I would say like self-destructive. They're past the point of desperation. It's basically a free-for-all. It's eating itself. The, the media conglomerates are, they just don't know what to do. They're shedding uh, viewers, you know, by the day. Anybody who still watches CNN, I really feel bad for you. I, you know, you, you really are a big part of why the, the stickiness is there in the global consciousness awareness shift. What I mean by that is there's like these sticking points where people can't seem to get information to take hold. And it's because a lot of people are living in cognitive dissonance and providing that barrier for the rest of us. It's something that we strive to overcome by telling the truth that no matter what at all costs, even towards reputation and uh, other repercussions and sometimes uh, resulting in death. Um, but, you know, that's our mission and that's what we're trying to do. So I do see that Kanye's doing an okay job. It's starting to come out. It's the same way I feel about President Trump. There's not a lot of stuff that he can come out openly and say, being the figurehead that he is. And the people that support him, um, QAnon group and the positive military and stuff like that, I truly believe that they have some big things happening. I just, I'm not going to really feel like it's moving forward until the chemtrails stop. Like it just, we're being sprayed like bugs. The chemtrail lung is something that's sweeping across the nation. It hit me for a while as well. It's it's just I won't truly believe that we've passed a breaking point until we finally get the chemtrails to stop. Okay, um, so that's that's something. There's just these major things that I have to see first before I really believe that we finally crossed the line. If that makes sense. So yeah, like I've said this in previous shows. I really don't agree with everything that Trump's doing. I do believe that he's trolling to the max and he is not in control fully uh, like any any president's been ever ever been in control you know that's a farce but he has people in control that are backing him that are taking down the people that have been perpetuating the genocide and mass slavery and war and disease and pharmaceutical companies taking over and you know pushing toxic medicines excuse me i can't even call it medicine pushing toxins and poisons on the masses um <laughs> We're, we're close. We're close to a shift, but there's a few key things, like I said, that I'm going to have to see change first, uh, especially the things regarding ownership of yourself, freedom to do what you want with your life, freedom to conduct your life how you choose or how you see fit, um, You know, even coming down to things like your children, who owns and, and controls your children. I mean, take a look at some of the people who have just tried to avoid getting vaccines uh, and just them standing up to that portion of control in their child's life has caused them a whole world of hurt and a whole mess and uh, financial and legal troubles and issues. Now to take that one step further, uh, a few years ago, or I guess like last year, or a couple of years, we had something happen in the UK where uh, the, the, the veil of, how do I say this? The, the nicety of, oh, you know, you, you have complete control over where you put your children in school and what you feed them and this and that. Uh, you know, all of that just came crashing down with Charlie Gard. I don't know if you guys remember Charlie Gard. Uh, essentially, uh, the, the life and death decision over whether that baby would die or live was made by the doctors, and the doctor's decision was supported by the legal system and the courts, who literally openly said that we have first in line, first in time, priority, control, and ownership over your children. And I don't think a lot of people took notice of that. That's a very big controversy. I memed about it. I Facebook shared it. I did everything I could to get the word out to maybe trigger people to wake up that these are your children. Like I always thought, you know, I, the idealistic me growing up was like, when the Illuminati starts pressing the pr uh, pressure points regarding children and ownership and control of children and so on and so forth, that's when people will wake up. I really thought that. And obviously I was, you know, maybe now I'm right, but obviously I was wrong then because Charlie Gard just came and passed. 
uh, that issue came and passed. Uh, you know, nobody really there was just a, a bit of a stink or an uproar, but nobody really came together and did anything to prevent that. Even stuff like information awareness fell on its face. And now today, not today, but here in the past month, we have another uh, case of Alfie Evans, who was basically sentenced to die by the doctor's decisions. The court refused, refused to let the parents take the child out of the country. That right there in itself is a huge red flag. Forget all the stuff of why they're trying to take the kid out for medical treatment that was not being provided or refused in the UK. Forget all that stuff and just focus on the fact that the very basic right of traveling with your body and putting your body where you want and, and protecting your children and removing them from dangers and, and taking them to a place where they can be supported and healthy, that right is completely gone, at least in the UK. And we're hanging on by a thread here in the United States. So I really want to impress on you guys how crucial it is for you to be uh, throwing caution and reputation to the wind and just obviously screen what you're about to post and share. But if there's any element of truth or any type of thing that you believe will wake somebody up or trigger an awakening with regards to issues like this, especially hot button issues like children and trafficking of children and things like that that are going on and being exposed, please I, I implore you, please share it as far and wide as you can. Talk to random people on the street about chemtrails. We need to further see the consciousness more than it is already. We have to, to reach into the outlying regions or areas of ignorance where people are being willfully ignorant and at least trigger them and point to the sky and say, hey, look, there's chemtrails. Oh, hey, look, did you see what happened to Alfie Evans, who now has died tragically uh, as a result of these uh, – I mean, I, I can't call it anything other than tyranny. It, it really is tyranny, and it's been creeping up to your doorstep, and it's kicked in your fucking door if you live in the United States. Um, you know, maybe they were a little bit uh, quieter about it, but in the UK, right on in the UK, it's just full on. Everything is under attack. There is no pretending anymore. The facade, the veil has fallen, and there's just a lot of shit you guys are going to have to deal with in the uh, the UK and the the EU region, I would say. Um, on the other hand, there's a lot of good stuff happening with regard to global, uh, excuse me, like uh, global denuclearization or de-escalation, if you will. I think a lot of you have probably heard some pretty skewed points of view about the North Korea thing, uh, both, you know, both up, up running up to the the whole, uh, what would I call it, like the the troll exchange on Twitter between Trump and Kim Jong-un, and then all of a sudden now South Korea and North Korea are friends and buddy-buddy, and they're denuclearizing in the north, and they're coming down to unify the country, which has been accomplished. That's a, that's a given. It's done. It's happened. We'll see how long it lasts. Um, but that right there is a huge sign to me. It is one of the signs I was looking for is when some of the Rothschild puppet states like Israel and North Korea and UK – when obviously the the latter, I don't really see any signs there. But that first one in North Korea, when they start to lose control and go against the regime narrative, I know for a fact that somebody's been taken out of power in the background. Because we all know that you know these these figureheads are just puppets, including Trump, just puppets. Whose hands are the puppets in, and what is their agenda is really the important focus that needs to be talked about and studied. And discovered. And with regards to North Korea, it's looking pretty damn good right now. I'm pretty happy about that. That's one of the things, like I talked to you guys earlier about chemtrails. That's one of the big major things I would have had to have seen to know that we are actually winning. Uh, when I say winning, there is a war. Uh, there's been a spiritual war happening for a long time, but we're in an outright physical war right now. And the posturing and the false flag attempts and the cover-ups and the, you know, all these different things in the public arena are just a very, very, very small tip of the iceberg, and everything underneath is just melting away. And soon, soon enough, the tip will not be visible above the water, and we'll have peaceful, peaceful oceans again, so to speak, oceans of commerce and whatnot. So I, I see the North Korea denuclearization combined with Iran and other countries actually dropping the U.S. petrodollar combined with the gold standard being implemented in the Chinese and Russia BRICS banks, and then also on over here on the 
on the uh, Western side of the world, if you will, uh, we are also seeking to return to a gold standard, uh, going after opi- opiate crisis uh, with the pharmaceutical billionaires that have started those things. And we're also looking at perhaps decriminalizing cannabis on a federal level, which is going to be another one of those big moves um, that will then tell me we're, we're past the point of no return, so to speak. Okay. Well, uh, who is doing all of this in the background? You know, we spoke about Q, uh, QAnon, if you will. Uh, I earlier on, I really believed it was a woman, just from the way that it was, the way that the posts were coming out, the way they were structured. I really thought it was a woman. I could still be right, um, but I do now. I do know now that it's a team. It's a it's a very large team, probably made up of different crossed areas of the intelligence communities, former special forces, intelligence officers former secret space program people. Um, I would not doubt at all that there's um, other types of extraterrestrial races involved in advising or consulting uh, because corruption, evil, and tyranny is something that's existed throughout the universe. It's very, um, it's very stupid and arrogant to believe that the problems that we have on this planet are only on this planet. Likewise, it's very stupid and arrogant to believe that the life forms we have on this planet are only on this planet. Similar life forms exist throughout the universe, and there's a basic star pattern uh, of efficiency. What I mean by that is a head, two legs, two arms, a torso. You know, David Wilcock, Corey Good talk about that too. There's just underlying patterns in the universe that repeat themselves and are they're unimpeachable, for lack of a better word. You just can't get around them. Okay, so I do believe the Q team is working uh, with those types of forces, and we're starting to see. Uh, big name people disappear. Uh, big bankers disappear. We're starting to see, uh, you know, top people like uh, the Bush family had their satanic priestess matriarch Barbara Bush. She died recently, and now George H. W. Bush is in the hospital. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a lot to be said about uh, faking deaths because these entities, these bloodlines, typically live a little bit longer than the standard human. And if that were to get out, uh, you know, what type of uh, uproar that would cause. So sometimes they'll fake their death and just go live off in their bunker somewhere and direct from behind the scenes. But in this case, I truly believe that these people are either dying because of the shift that's happening or occurring uh, in the same way that people in your life just leave. You know what I mean? And we'll talk about that a little bit later because of some things that happened with Mercury and retrograde. But to get back to the point, Q and QAnon and their team are making some big moves with the help and consultation of extraterrestrial forces and secret space program people. And I believe they're making very big um, upward swings of progress in, in getting in line or getting uh, ready for or in alignment with the big shift that's happening, which a lot of people call the event. You know, a lot of people talk about the event. There's this, that, and other been said about it, but it is real. It will happen. It is close. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, the drops that are coming out from QAnon, uh, you can find that all the latest from him on QAnon.pub. That's P-U-B. It's a little uh, flow chart of everything he's dropped. There's some really good stuff coming out, you know, like the, um, the Smallville actress Allison Mack uh, and the sex child trafficking cult. I think James Rainier, 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 or something like that. All these things that are coming out right now and actually touching the mainstream consciousness are indicative of a seedier issue that is being cleaned up right now. Um, let's go, let's move on. Uh, I want to move on to some of the things. Actually, before I move on, let's say this: um, I really believe that the Q and team have stepped it up a level. And the reason for that is they're being very opportunistic. Um, anytime that you can take information that's credible and get it into a legal channel and then stand on the authority of that legal channel or public record or public agency's record, stand on that authority as to the truth of what those records show, when you can do that, that's just a killer move right there. And the the Democratic National Convention lawsuit against supposed bad boy actors, Russia and WikiLeaks and Julian Assange and all these people, 
it's a it's a last ditch effort. It, it stinks of desperation. They are trying to open up a case to create a plausible narrative that the the people who are starting to wake up will go, oh, you know, there's nothing to see here. Let me go back to sleep, and I, it's going to backfire on them. Because the president and WikiLeaks and everybody who's involved, you know, people that are friends of Seth Rich, all of these people are using the discovery process to obtain evidence they couldn't get that was blocked uh, by the FBI or Justice Department under Obama. And they're also using it to enter evidence that they have that was in the public realm, but heretofore has been, uh, how should I say this, not verified, but... Um, sanctified for public disclosure or consumption, if you will. Verification, of course, is a part of it. So essentially what these guys are doing, their master plan is going, oh, you guys are trying to throw shit at us in the form of lawsuits. We're just going to enter all the evidence that we want and then get all the evidence from you that we needed that we couldn't get during the FBI issues. Uh, and then, you know, checkmate, we got you. So that right there is something I see is very smart. I'm really glad that they're doing that. Um, something actually came out about um, the Hammond and the Bundy Ranch standoffs. They appear to be tied to Uranium One. It looks like the Bureau of Land Management was trying to get their land really so that they could extract uranium and sell it to Russia, which of course was the Uranium One scandal. Uh, and regarding that and some other things, it looks like there's actually recommendation for charges finally. Um, we all know that the Comey bullshit was just a facade. There was never going to be any charges against Hillary Clinton. She was expected to win. Everybody, you know, they didn't have any backup plans, which shows how arrogant they were. And now all of a sudden, these ties between the, the Bundy and the Hammond st uh, standoffs, uh, the Mueller National Wildlife Center, and of course the Bundy Ranch standoffs is what I'm talking about, um, all of those things were related to their uh, Uranium One scandals. And so it would appear that because of this and new evidence has come to light uh, that the congressional committees, the oversight committees and the inspector general of the FBI, DOJ, they're attempting to, to combine the Mueller probe, which, by the way, they shut down Trump as a target because he was never the main target. It was all just a distraction. They're trying to combine the efforts the team members, the investigators, the results, and everything from the Mueller probe, now they're combining that with the uh, Uranium One uh, probe and some other things. And what we're seeing is a memo from Congress that is actually recommending an indictment. And, and when it comes from that top-down authority, the DOJ has to act or Sessions will be gone. And then we'll get somebody in there who will act. So I, I still think it could be another six, seven, eight, nine months, perhaps another year, which really is criminal in itself, um, before we see these people actually charged and perhaps doing a perp walk in handcuffs. Uh, but in that time, the disclosure and the revelations and the exposure of all this dark nastiness to the mainstream public will be so much that uh, – it's inevitable. You know, it's already inevitable, but it will there will be no weaseling out. There will be no escaping. I think some of these people will hang from nooses. Honestly, uh, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of them, you know, there's some people that say, oh, you know, we need to forgive and blah, blah, blah. I just think that there's some entities that are so toxic and they operate through certain bloodlines and people who willingly are toxic that they just need to get the fuck out of here off this plane, off this planet. And if the crimes that they have caused have have uh, excuse me, the crimes they have committed have caused mass death and suffering and uh, genocide and torture and child raping and skinning kids faces alive while and putting their face onto your face and like scaring the child to where their adrenochrome and adrenaline is pushing through their body and then killing the child and drinking their blood. Shit like this is happening on a monthly basis. These rituals are being done and the people doing these rituals are these high level assholes. So you know what? Yeah, they deserve to get the fuck off this planet, whether they're forced off here or they hang by a noose or they're shot, like whatever. They need to go. And that's just my two cents on it, but I think it's pretty accurate. Okay. Um, I will say this. You guys really got to be discerning and careful of, of uh, what's being shared in regards to the Freeman movement or the, you know, uh, make America great again, or you know any of these QAnon things. There's a lot of fake people and a lot of fake documents that are floating around. Uh, for example, 
there's a fake indictment floating around uh, some of the websites and Facebook that I follow, and it's it's styled as the plaintiff is styled, we the people, right? It's some guy that just like decided to make the plaintiff we the people, and then all the defendants, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, and he's like, and they've committed treason, and, and there's like no facts, no evidence, no nothing. We all know they committed treason. We all know they're into dirty, nasty, dark shit, but there's no facts or evidence. The first dead giveaway for me that this was some bullshit made up Freeman, Freeman patriot garbled gobbledygook was the fact that we the people is not a construct that that person has authority to present. What I mean by that is if you're going to say we the people is all of us, when did we fucking give you the right to prosecute on our behalf? There's surely there's people that are more better qualified than you are, some random person who doesn't have the enforcement or the authority to back up what you're charging. So, uh, and then if you go and research further, this we the people indictment against uh, Hillary and everybody else, it was filed into a case that had already been dismissed. So that right there is just like, (laughs) it's like, okay, you don't know what you're doing. You might have some bullshit made up justification, not based on facts or evidence to claim why it's okay to file something. uh, You know, the court is a bank, and when the case was open, you know, when they closed the case, then it became an, a write-off account. And you know, this charge is an indictment; it's a true bill, and it's a it's a monetary instrument, and just like a security. And you know, there's all this fucking the stuff that you can go to, all these rabbit holes you can go down with these Freeman Patriot guys. And at the end of the day, when you come back up to the top, they don't have any evidence or facts to show how they came up with that theory, how the theory works, the mechanics of it the methods of applying that theory and any ex, any at or all success it's just not there so be very careful um now the congressional memo with with signatures and seals and raised seals and you know thumbprints or whatever it was you know, like these red little seal things that right there tells me that's an official looking document and when you see the mainstream media picking up on it uh it should tell you Okay, this is something they don't want to cover, but they had to cover it anyways, and there's no way that they can slant the narrative or or twist it, and they're forced to report this. That's when you know something is really, really badass, okay? So I wanted to explain further on that. Thanks for hanging hanging out with me there. Uh, Again, if we do have any callers that want to call in, if you guys are sitting on the fence, uh, feel free to come in here and talk about anything you want. Ask me a question, uh, discuss, get something off your chest. Again, the number is 888-429-5471, station 2. And if we don't have any callers, I'm just going to continue on until about the hour mark. We've got about, let's say, like 30 more minutes to go. Um, if we do have time, I want to get a little bit into uh, Mercury and retrograde relationships and soul and life missions, okay? Because I think that's something that's coming up for me right now, and a lot of my friends, they're seeing that come up in their relationships, uh, something that I really, really feel is important right now. There's a lot of disharmonic energies that we're going to get into later um, that are causing some of these shifts. And then if we aren't aware of it, it's very easy to get trapped into a self-defeating uh, loop or cycle where we participate in this. And it, it's just a bad thing all around. Okay. Uh, essentially, what we're seeing everywhere is a replacement of the old with the new uh, I know that's been ha- you could say that's been happening for a while, you know, even back to the invention of the internet, uh, women's rights, uh, hippie movement in the '60s. You know, there's different. Uh, we talked about this in a past show. There's different decades that produce change because as we measure time, we're really just measuring energies all happening at once, and we're cherry picking out in a linear fashion these events and these uh, realities and yada yada yada. And the time doesn't move just straight. It moves in circles, it moves in waves, it moves in a sine wave, it moves in all sorts of different spirals and helix. Like Time operates differently wherever you're at, but our perception of time is currently linear. And because of that, what we're seeing is increases and decreases in awareness. So like the 50s was the decrease in awareness decade. And then the 60s was an increase in awareness. And then the 70s and oil prices and all that bullshit you know, it was a decrease. And then the 80s, you had the punk movement and, you know, all these other things coming out. Uh, cocaine cowboys and people doing drugs and acid and all sorts of crazy shit, you know, on the heels of the 60s. 
And then you come out, uh, what we had was we broke out of the 80s into the 90s and had a huge run-up until about 96 when there was a huge negative uh, control structure that was overlaid uh, on top of what was already here in an attempt to combat the ascension that was supposed to happen back then. So then uh, shortly, uh, you know, they, they had a few years to plan, these globalists, and shortly after the 90s concluded, then we had 9-11. And the 9-11 was a big, big jump off. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening with that, by the way. There's some current news on that 17 fucking years later. <laughs> but uh, what we had with the 9-11 attacks was a huge dip back down into a lower awareness. Um, what I mean by that is just people succumbing to fear and survival mode and terror and all sorts of other things that was just oozed onto the planet. It was just oozed onto the population. And honestly, we're still recovering from that, uh, from the 9-11 attacks and the wars and all the deaths and the rituals and everything. Because remember, every soldier that dies in battle and every victim of a soldier uh, or a bombing uh, in war or conflict, every single one of those is set up before those conflicts start or before that soldier is deployed, all of them are, are wrapped into the attention of these black magics. And the black magic, uh, magic practitioners, uh, the Illuminati families and black nobility families and people like that, they are literally intending for the energies of those deaths to serve their purposes. You understand? To continue on, to kick the can down the road of their evil, nasty, sick empire, which, by the way, is connected to extraterrestrial negative dark forces uh, and spiritual forces that are off this planet that have infested other parts of the galaxies. So we have a lot of support from other races and other entities that have removed, they've already gone through the ascension process. Uh, it's sort of like a natural cleansing cycle. When there's just too much negativity and dirtiness and nastiness, the, the universe sends the required tools and energies that we need in the form of disclosure, awareness, and the event in ascension, uh, it, those tools become available, and, and eventually there's a shift, an overcoming of the negativity, which we, we are right on the cusp of that right now. I'd say before 2022, we're going to see that this world will not be the same. You understand? It will not be recognizable. And for the first year or so, it's going to get a little dicey. So 2019 is going to be a very dicey year for us, we're, there's a lot teetering and hanging in the balance. However, I do see a lot of good stuff happening at the same time that will cement in uh, the new positive realities or timelines, which we all collectively understand subconsciously. We all know what we want subconsciously. Nobody wants to have to work or struggle for survival to make their basic ends meet, to obtain their basic resources. And at the same time, we don't want some centralized authority just doling out under their control resources to everybody in the form of a socialism system. What we really need to see is a tribal anarchy movement where people band together and form into different small groups and tribes of family, very close-knit family-like communities, which can then extend into neighborhoods and then can be combined with other neighborhoods and then other cities and then other counties and other states and so on and so forth. There's a lot to be said about the legal framework and the way that you take that back legally or lawfully speaking. Uh, a good primer on all that side of things would be uh, to go research Anna von Wrights and some of the stuff that she's uh, tirelessly, tireless, excuse me, tirelessly working on. So a uh, big shout out to her. I give her a plug. And if you want to understand how to accomplish that legally speaking and not just uh, with regards to sustainability and energy independence – that's something I definitely recommend you go look at. Okay, So at the end of the day, what we're seeing is a power structure that's crumbling. The physical hierarchy that used to be there, uh, again, I'm not talking about uh, Chimera Group or the Archons or extraterrestrial entities, because those are sort of overseeing control structures that have been around for millennia. And I would say that the physical hierarchy is crumbling and breaking up from the bottom up. The... Let me just describe it to you. On a physical level, you have um, humans and other type of human breakaway civilization species that are in their DNA and their bloodlines. They're susceptible and, and really um, willing, if you will. They consent 
to be taken over or to take direction or to enact the agendas of higher level entities. And so that's what you'll find in like the high level of black nobility family groups who uh, control directly control the Vatican and religion, the Jesuits, who then the Jesuits, um, like the military troops, then go infiltrate and oversee control of secret societies like Freemasonry and Rosicrucians and, you know, the Knights Templar and Knights Malta and all these other things that are still around. And they use these groups as a cross networking, sort of like a, uh, like, how would I describe this? They, 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 they network together and they, they, they root out key members of each of these societies in different areas that have different skills or resources that could be used to complete the overall agenda. And they form web-like cells or groups or networking groups so that they can establish these teams in each sector or domain of life which they're trying to control or keep, uh, you know, keep a handle on. And, you know, the black nobility and the Jesuits and the military uh, arm of these groups, they appoint administrators and trustees and, uh, you know, all sorts of other civilian type. If you, I'm using the military civilian uh, analogy. They appoint these civilian contractors, if you will, or managers or administrators to handle the ends and da- the daily ins and outs or the daily flow of business. Uh, which, of course, is depopulation and tyrannical control. Those are the two main agendas that I've identified. Um, so people like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the J.P. Morgans, the royal families, the so-ons and the so-forths, these people are really uh, just managers or trustees of the agenda, the authority of off-planet uh, agendas and all sorts of other stuff that infiltrates and spills into finance, socioeconomics, politics, you know, like governmental foreign policy, etc. And, you know, the families, they operate and they accomplish their goals through sanctified, like I used that word earlier, sanctified in the public consciousness what entities are, are propped up before others as, uh, you know, heroes and global saviors, you know, stuff like the World Banks and the IMF and the Federal Reserve and the UN and you know crucial things that are being portrayed as crucial infrastructure which we really don't need at all uh you know and the control of everything is very much digital in our day and age so the control of our digital reality is done through the control of various tech companies and social media and all that stuff that's very plain and clear to see for anybody who's awake and of course the media plays a big part in that uh, so I would say like the Jesuit military arm and then the intelligence agencies and uh, organized gangs like MS-13 and all of the cartels, they're really just used as muscle and for containment or overwatch uh, of general progress. You know, how are we doing in this sector? Have we killed enough people in this, that sector? Um, hey, here's an opportunity to use multiple different false flags and different narratives to confuse the shit out of people trying to find the truth. So that we can accomplish our pipeline oil goals over here in Syria and destabilization goals and central banking goals and yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? So like there's all these things that are happening and uh, there's money being made off of it. So not only are they accomplishing agendas such as depopulation and uh, furthering the tyrannical control over every aspect of our lives, but they're making money while they do it. Which is really to me that's the fucked up part. You know, because – that money is then being used and funneled to go to secret space programs, off, uh, off book, black projects, and all sorts of other things used to, you know, conquer and enslave and, and run sex trafficking and slave trades uh, off this planet. Like, it, this doesn't just exist on our planet. It's what I want people to understand. There's planets of people, of humans, and a lot of missing children from Earth and a lot of missing people that go missing from Earth are actually taken and abducted and taken off planet. There's a lot, a lot of fucking people that have touched on that, that are very credible in my eyes because they have background in the intelligence communities. I won't name names because they know who they are and you should know who they are after a short, uh, brief research on Google or whatever, uh, DuckDuckGo, whatever search engine that you use, you will come to an understanding that there's something, there is at least something bigger happening. We might not know the certainty of all the facts, but there's something larger at work, at play. Okay. So, uh, you know, just a lot of nasty shit that's being exposed, but it's necessary. 
Okay, it really is, it's so necessary, truly necessary. So a lot of the money that's being funneled off the planet could have been used. I mean, you just take one of these instances, like one, one cruise missile or Tomahawk missile, Tomahawk missile. Let's just say that one cruise missile or Tomahawk missile would be enough to set into motion an organization that would have true altruistic motivations. What I mean by that is this organization would really, truly go and help people. Sort of like how the Red Cross is a front for the Rothschilds and they're just um, a money laundering scheme and uh, the results show up accordingly. You know, you see all these scandals and whatnot. But then you look at somebody who's got a lot of money, who's woken up, like Akon, the rap, yes, the rapper, Akon, and he's provided solar uh, panels to half of an entire country in Africa, or excuse me, uh, you know, yeah, a country in Africa, uh, the continent, Africa. And, you know, he did this in like a six-month time frame and then came over to try to do it for Puerto Rico and was turned down and, and refused entry and refused the ability to help, even though he could. So just one of those missiles could have paid for funding of at least one or two of these organizations that could then go on to immediately help people. Like the stuff right now that's happening in Flint, Michigan, and other places, it's just horrible. It's fucking horrible, man. Uh, the Havapi, or I forget how you say that, the Havapi tribe or whatever, over there in Arizona on the north side of the Grand Canyon. Uh, all those, the Colorado River there is just totally poisoned. And and that's been happening for two, three years now, along with the, you know, the North Dakota, South Dakota areas. That's just a big, you know, fuck you. There's just a lot of shit that's happened um, that needs to be cleaned up. There's a big mess that needs to be cleaned up. You know, we woke up, great, but now there's some cleaning to do. And I, for one, if I have the right resources, I'm totally willing, with, with or without the resources, let's be honest, but with the right resources, I'm totally willing to do whatever it takes to commit the rest of my life to just changing, changing shit that's easy to be changed. Like the biggest problems that we have are usually the easiest to solve. I know that's a misconception, but it, it's true. The biggest issues that we have on this planet are the easiest solved as long as we have the right tools and right funding. Okay, It really is important. You have to have the funding because the control of your ability to accomplish things in this day and age is very much behoven or behooven, I should say. It's very much under the control of how much resources do you have, how much money do you have, or how many people do you know that have resources that are willing to combine and join under a common banner or common goal and then can you actually be effective and efficient in accomplishing those goals to get the results that you want so it's really what's happening and it, it's it's something that i see in my near future but there's a little bit more struggle that i have to go through and um you know it i would just say this there's a lot that has to change about us as a culture, really a lot that has to change about us as a culture because it's been artificially induced to go so far in one unhealthy direction that there really is a long way to come back. Now, do we walk back and take a couple years to come back to, our, uh, to a nice, healthy, moral, respectable, free society? Or do we use some sort of tool to drive ourselves back to our starting point and boom, we made it in less than six months? That's really the question for me. Um, right now, a big problem that I see in the United States besides the water and the corruption and the legal system and the courts is really the police. Like honestly, at the, at the end of the day, my main target of exposing corruption, uh, it lies with the police or it resides in the, in the way that these academies are teaching police to deal with their employers. I want you to understand and impress on you people that you are dealing with public servants. Servants. When have you ever been beaten or killed or shot by your servant and then the system that was supposed to serve you serves them even after they fucked you? Do you understand? There's just a lot of nasty stuff. I don't think people... Oh, all cops aren't bad. You know, the ACAB excuse is used a lot, ACAB. All cops aren't bad. That's total bullshit. They are trained from the beginning and tainted from the beginning. Tainted from the beginning. They're being trained 
by Israeli defense forces. And by the way, what's going on in Israel right now is just atrocious. It's fucking atrocious. Of course, in Yemen as well, uh, the United States and Saudi co- coalitions of foreign policy, which of course is uh, conducted by the Bilderberg groups and other factions in our government, they're committing genocide on a daily basis in Yemen. Uh, and then, of course, Israel is committing genocide on a daily basis in Palestine. It's getting worse. Where uh, you know Israeli snipers hiding behind fences, mind you, hiding behind fences, are shooting children in their head. And I've got people on Facebook that are laughing it off and making apologies and saying, "Oh, it must be terrible to have a culture where you know Palestinian children are need to strap themselves with bombs." Really, really. Because you show me the last time you saw a kid strapped with a bomb running towards a fence that he couldn't get past it anyways. Right? Didn't happen. Total bullshit. So the genocide that's happening in Israel, I condemn it fully. Uh, I'm doing my best to expose it, which is a very dangerous thing. People are being locked up in jail in the United States right now and everywhere else for going against the Israel narrative, the Zionist Narrative. In fact, you won't even see Alex Jones or any of these popular fucking people on YouTube even get into this. The Khazarian, Jesuit, Israeli, fucking Zionist cults, death cults is what they are, Abrahamic death cults. Okay, so <laughs> that was my soapbox there, but I bring it up because these are the fuckers that are training your police, the Israeli defense forces that are shooting children in the head from a half a mile away are the people who are training your police. I really need that to sink in for you people, okay? Oh, Jordan, there's no proof, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there is fucking proof. And the corruption is, it's intrinsic. You can't get rid of it without getting rid of the entire top-down structure. Uh, just right off the top of my head, for, for example, um, what was this guy's name? Dugan, Dugan. John Mark Dugan. There, yeah, John Mark Dugan. A couple years ago, ex-cop turned whistleblower, started up a website exposing some of the corruption from the top down in his apartment. And I'm talking about like them covering up murders committed by police, drug trafficking, all sorts of crazy heavy hitter shit you know, that would immediately remove the justification for having those police there. Like if you're committing the very same high-level crimes that you're supposed to – that you exist to protect against – your existence is a nullity, and we no longer need you. Bye-bye. Go to jail. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. But, of course, that doesn't happen because everybody's fucking asleep and too much of a pussy or a ball sack, I would say, to do anything. Okay? Uh, except this guy who risked – he literally fucking risked his life. He ended up having to run – like seek refuge in another country. He ended up in Russia. Boom, 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 boom. Russia, whatever. But he ended up in Russia. And he, he brought with him evidence showing his entire fucking department was plotting to frame him. And they actually did indeed charge him with felony crimes that he never committed. And he even got recordings, audio recordings, of them plotting his death. I want you to, I want you to understand that. His own supervisor and superiors plotting his death. I've told you guys for a long time, the police chiefs and the mayors and the county administrators, the certain people in key positions of power – for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part, they are controlled, and they're willing. They're willing participants in the deep state. Okay, uh, you know, if you guys want some former proof, uh, or excuse me, some formal proof, how about uh, how about you know these these Austin police cadets? This is Austin. This hits close to home for me. Austin, Texas, baby, right here. Recently, let me go ahead and pop this article up. I don't normally do this. I just talk off the top of my head, but I'm going to pop this article up and read some stuff because you guys need to hear this before we close out, okay? This is just fucking crazy. (sighs) Let me see here. Former police cadets say Academy trained them to be hostile to the public, and I'm looking at a picture of some mats in a training center with a bunch of like 17 people uh, Pointing fake guns and beating, all clamored on top of somebody, off one person, and beating them with their knees and their fists. And it says, I'm just going to read this to you. Former Austin cadets describe a culture at Training Academy where instructors degrade less fortunate community members. Several former cadets at the Austin Police Training Academy 
notified the city through a formal letter about the brutal and violent nature of the training they received to become police officers at the 137th cadet class for the Austin, Texas Police Department. Instructors would threaten to punch you in the face if you said you wanted to become a police officer to help people, according to a former cadet. Her name's Summer Spisek. So fuck you, all the people that say all cops aren't bad. The, the way they're being trained is to either become bad or be weeded out from the beginning and only the bad ones are left. So yes, all cops are bad if they're still a cop. You got it? Okay, let's continue. Academy staffers told cadets that a suspect who resists just earned a legal ass whooping. Here's one. Spisek, who wanted to become an officer at the Dallas Poli- after the Dallas police shootings in 2016, which we all know is a false flag set up by Black Lives Matter uh, controllers, not the group itself, but people who control them, working through them. Uh, so after the Dallas police shootings in 2016, she was unable to complete police academy due to an injury she suffered while practicing takedown moves after an instructor ordered another cadet to throw her down like a man. I wanted, to, she says this, I wanted to be part of the changing face of policing and have officers who respect the community. So there's, a, there's your example of a good cop. After experiencing police culture firsthand, she now has her real estate license and is no longer interested in becoming a cop. Well, good move on your part. And of course, now you're not a good cop. You're just a good person. Uh, former cadet Jonathan Murray said instructors repeatedly degraded homeless people and prostitutes during training, referring to them as cockroaches. Murray says cadets were encouraged to find a transient or homeless person if they were bored and needed an easy felony arrest. I mean, come on, people. This is in a formal fucking letter from people who actually went through this. This is not speculation. I'll continue reading because it, it has a lot. It gets a lot worse. Throughout the academy, instructors showed videos and images of transients and prostitutes to the, to the cadet class for the only apparent reason being to make fun of the individuals and help create a cadet buy-in of the cop culture mentality. Cadet Michael Gibbons, who served four years in the Navy, was shocked when an instructor told cadets about sitting in a police cruiser watching two women fight instead of intervening because he wanted to get a laugh out of it. Gibbons and Murray both suffered injuries during defensive tra- tactics training where neither men were given any prior defense training other than punching a static object before being forced to enter a makeshift ring where they were beaten and knocked down by their instructors several times. After being beaten, the cadets were instructed to get back out there and fight like their lives depended on it. There could be some justification for that, except the fact is you're not up against citizens. You're up against one or two out of a thousand people who may be up to something nasty who who might try to take your life. But that's only really because you're trying to take the lives of everybody as a cop. You understand? So this last part, I can sort of see their argument on that, but I don't. It's not justifiable. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Here it is. One instructor told cadets they needed to achieve a winning warrior mentality by choosing some person in their daily lives and visualize themselves shooting that person in the face. That says it all to me right there. That right there. Come on, guys. Shooting them in the face. Visualize shooting the people that you know in the face. That is a training. Where do you think these training programs come from? This is like a watered, diluted-down version, uh, uh, you know, euphemism version of what the Israelis are training their police and military to do. So another instructor said, the unofficial rule is if an officer ends up in the hospital, the person arrested better end up in the hospital as well. (sighs) Oh, my God. Okay, there's more. I just. This is ridiculous. The interim police chief, uh, uh, Austin police chief, Brian Manley, who needs to fucking go, by the way, this guy needs to get the fuck out of policing says that he stands by the sadistic training. (laughs) 
I am very satisfied with how we are training the men and women of the Austin Police Department. I bet you are, you fat fuck. I, I hope you get exposed for what you domestic violence motherfucker. I know he's into some dirty shit. I know it. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's really I, – I wanted to read you what's happening here locally in Austin. So you guys might get a better clue of why you should not respect the blue line, why you should stop opening your mouth to suck these cocks, cocks coming from these the legal dicks of the law, why you should stop bootlicking these fucking people and start a- awakening your communities to the fact that private security is a whole host better, a whole nother level better than police. They're more effective. They are better at de-escalating. They don't kill people unless they have to. They have a reputation to uphold. They don't have fucking immunities that would protect them no matter what they do. So they can literally engage in criminal activities and everybody in the department, like I talked to you about earlier uh, in the Florida Palm, Palm Beach County, all of them will protect you. They don't have these protections. And in fact, on top of all that, they've got the free market capital system. Whatever you want to say about capitalism, free market capitalism really is the closest thing to a working economy that I've seen. And, of course, we don't have free market. We have uh, conglomerate you know, takeovers and shit. But free market capitalism means if you don't do a better job than somebody else and charge a lesser price or cost less and do a better job, somebody else is going to replace you. And right now there's no replaceability factor for the police. They think they're uh, irreplaceable. You understand? And there's just no getting around the fact that we have to remove the police from this country uh, and I'm saying, I'm saying something like shut down all the fucking police departments, change ownership from the state, sell all of them off to a private company that does private security that the citizens vote on in that state. You know, maybe have a referendum like of, out of these four. Number one, do you want to get rid of the police and replace with private security? Yes, we do. OK. And then six months later in another referendum. OK, here's the choices that have met the prior, uh, you know, the minimal requirements for safety and conduct and training and yada, yada, yada. Who do you want? And then the citizens choose, you know, okay, we want this company to oversee the policing in Texas. And people could say monopoly and all these other things, um, but it really, you really have a, a state owned and state run monopoly right now, and they have no accountability. So honestly, I would replace that in a second, in a heartbeat, with something like a, the form of a private sector uh, force. And I think a city close to Houston has already done this for the past couple of years. They replaced their entire police force with private security, and they've just seen awesome results. It just it speaks for itself. Okay. So uh, I think I've really actually this time covered uh, without you know a co-host and without guests and going back and forth. I was able to cover a lot of the stuff, pretty much everything that I wanted, except for this last little tidbit. We got to be really careful and watch what's happening in Congress. The midterms are coming up. And uh, it's in your face. It's not hidden anymore. It's in your face. There are a lot of dark hat CIA and other intelligence officers that are openly quitting their jobs and openly running for office. You understand? So that they can continue to uh, perpetuate or affect uh, their agenda of the deep state onto the population. Even in the midst of overarching or major changes that are happening, these guys are going to try in the same way that they're being rooted out from the bottom up, they're trying to take back over from the bottom up. And I don't think it's going to be successful, Okay, at least not if we continue with our information awareness campaigns. All right. Uh, last thing I will say is the 9-11 investigations are being reopened um, in a criminal lawsuit uh, that they're seeking to have a grand jury review evidence of explosions and demolitions and all sorts of stuff, which we already knew to be true. 9-11 was a controlled demolition. It was uh, done by the Mossad, a joint operation of the uh, CIA, MI6, Mossad, and you know other Zionist influences and factors as well. Okay, So that's about it. I'm going to go ahead and conclude the show. Uh, we didn't have any callers, so that's okay. Uh, I'll start giving you guys a little bit better heads up and more notice next time. Uh, I know this was last minute before we went live. And next week... Either next week or the week after, we've got one of my really good friends, uh, Daisy Winsong, Winsong Movement. Uh, we're going to have her on and talk about child trafficking. She's a, a former survivor of human trafficking. We're going to talk about uh, the changes and the differences she's making in our local Dallas community, 
some forward-thinking projects that we might be collaborating on, and some of the stuff that I've been working on with the church and the land and the uh, sustainable community and cryptocurrency. We're going to bring all of that together in a nice way and, and perhaps have a nice little discussion there. So that will be, I believe, two weeks from now. It may shift a little bit. And in the meantime, we'll either have just me and Corey back on, a rerun playing if we're both busy, or perhaps we'll do another guest as soon as we can uh, besides Winsong. So thank you so much, guys. Until next time, pierce the veil and the truth will reveal itself.